we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just sex. and welcome to another exciting episode of Gratuitous Sex and Violence, the show where we take a bite out of the schlockier things in movies, sex and violence, and talk about them and play trivia and have fun. Yeah, nothing but a Generally. fun time. Nothing but a nothing but a breezy fun time here. <laughs> my name is Orlando and I'm joined by my guest co-host and roommate Ned. How's it going, Ned? Oh, it's just just uh, puttering along as as one does. Puttering, yeah. Uh, you know, it's I've been kind of looking forward to watching like these movies. Uh, I feel like uh, it's 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 a welcome respite from. It's like an oasis from the happenings of the world. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> you know, just I mean, there's just you know, thank thank goodness. Thank goodness, all this craziness is happening in in the era of streaming services, right? Like. That, that we have, like, a quarter of mm-hmm. the cinematic and television history right at our right fingertips. Right at our fingertips. Like, it's... it's they it, say it laughter is so the much be- worse. They say laughter is the best medicine, but I say a schlocky movie is the best medicine. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it heals a lot of remedies, that's, that's for certain. So today we're going to watch a feminist horror film. Uh, I've been kind of interested in watching some because you know horror. I feel like horror in general um, does have a slight feminine bias. Now I'm not gonna say feminist because a lot of times it's exploitative towards yeah. women. But horror is a genre that typically features women on the forefront of their stories, whether it is in an empowering way or in an, in an exploitative way. Yeah. And so I want I thought it would be fun to like maybe hit up a couple of feminist horror films that these movies feature women as the protagonist, but they also feature very pro-feminine stories. And tonight's movie is Teeth which is a 2007 American satirical horror film written and directed by Mitchell Lichtenstein, and it stars Jess Wexler. Now, this story is about a high school student who discovers that she has a physical advantage when she becomes the object of male violence. Have you ever seen this movie? I have not, no. Have you heard of this movie? I have heard of it. So, uh, yeah. It's, it's all I'm gonna say for now. I mean, I, I, know, I know the basic premise mm-hmm. um, of uh, what we're in for. Oh, okay. Um, so, what do you think about um, horror films? Uh, I know we've we've kind of already addressed this a little bit in previous times, but but I think like a lot of horror films do have a satirical bent to them. Yeah, I think I think that I mean it, it's interesting because I think like horror films have like a, a sort of a, a unique uh, a unique way of uh, sort of um, presenting like a, a, a an interesting like abstraction of like right. societal concepts right. and 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 to sort of like you know to, to really like take a lot of different like perspectives and ideas and to sort of put twist them and and sort of turn them on their head mm-hmm. um, I mean like 
although it's not explicitly horror, and you know, I know we never tire of hearing me talk about Joss Whedon on this podcast. <laughs> Buffy, but like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is like kind of the perfect example of like you know the the idea of like you know taking the high school experience right. and 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 taking the demons that that teenagers are wrestling with during right. high school teenage and, women and, especially I think. yeah exactly and 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 sort of you know turning those into literal manifestations of those like anxieties and, i mean we talked about things. that when we watched the craft exactly yeah and i i and I, it's always weird to me when because the craft is not marketed as a satirical horror i really feel like when this movie says it's a satirical horror movie i guess it's meant to imply that it's played for laughs instead of for horror because yeah. in a way i feel like all horror movies are a metaphor for something, so therefore there is a satirical element to most horror films. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I think I think like while there's there's a lot of there's usually a lot of humor in satire, but like I when I think of satire, I think of like I think I think more of like of like uh, an an interrogation of like a societal concept. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's I I sort of always think of satire as like. Hey, we're gonna like we're we're gonna show you what what a system that's really not like uh, a system that we all think is great, but we're gonna like we're gonna really show you the other side. Of mm-hmm. it. Like that's that's why I think when I think of like a satire. So this movie is really interesting. It it uh, not only deals with very frankly with uh, the awakening of female sexuality, um, uh, it also has themes um, regarding a religious fundamentalism. Um, which I'm excited to talk. We haven't really had a chance to talk about that a lot on this podcast, so I'm excited to talk about uh, that aspect of it. Uh, and there's also like creepy incest vibes, which you know, what go- it's a horror movie. What good horror movie doesn't have creepy incest vibes? Uh, right? I hear ya. I <laughs> so hear ya. So, are you ready to watch Teeth? Uh, as ready as I think I'll be able to get. Like. <laughs> so you guys out there, we're going to watch this movie. If you guys want to watch this movie with us, it's available on HBO. The HBO add-on on Amazon or on uh, Hulu or this brand new streaming service called HBO Max. Indeed. Any way you slice it or if you just have cable TV. You can probably catch it running on one of their channels. Um, So you can watch Teeth and then come back and we will play some trivia and discuss the movie at length. So we're going to watch the movie now and we'll see y'all on the other side. Mm -hmm. I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotions. We are back! We just watched Teeth. We did. What are your first reactions? Hmm. It's, it's like, it's a real interesting movie. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. it's real interesting. Um. It's a lot going on. There's a lot going on there. Um, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I, I did like it. I think, um, I... I think there's a lot of, yeah, there's just like, there's so many interesting ideas going on in this movie and it, and it tackles like the ideas of like, 
you know, of like dealing with your own sexuality. Right. Um, and like, you know, a sexually repressive culture, like mm-hmm. fundamentalist religions values, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier. Um, but also like sexual assault, trauma, yeah. like it, it wraps up like just a lot of really interesting ideas and sort of unpacks them in a very interesting way. Um, I'm still trying to sort of like sort out what it feels like the movie is ultimately trying to say about all this stuff, but like, mm-hmm. it's not it's like any movie, it's not like any movie needs to have like a specific message right. or anything, but yeah, it's just, that's what I'm still trying to sort out. I think, um, but it should definitely have, um, a point of view. What's well, the think. thing? And, and I think it does. <laughs> I think it does have a point of view. <laughs> Um, what's th- really what's interesting th- when when I'm discussing or trying to frame this movie in my mind, uh, so this is probably the third or fourth time that I've seen it. Yeah, uh, and I actually watched it when it was closer to being released, like right after, um, maybe not 2007, but maybe a year or two after that. Yeah, but it's interesting that it is a movie from 2007, so it still has, I think, the Bush year context. That you have to look at. And also, I remember back then, this movie was a funnier movie than it was upon rewatch this time. And I watched it yesterday for research and then today. And there are funny bits in it, but I remember it being a lot funnier back then. Now, a lot of those bits uh, skew more towards scary and terrifying, like legitimately scary. Well, and like, I think that it's... Like, it's definitely satirical. Right. And, like, there's a lot of comedy in it. Like, there, right. there is actually, like, a lot of comedy just in kind of, like, how the dialogue is yeah. written. It, like, yeah, a ton. There, there's a lot of humor packed in there. But the thing is that, like, it, it's all played with this, like, very sort of somber tone. Mm-hmm. Like... Like, like there's there's a lot of sort of, like, campiness and, like, how a lot of the characters talk to each other. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of kind of, like, weird, broad archetypes, like, as far as um, Dawn's brother, Brad. Brad. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, her, her stepbrother. Right. Um, like, just, you know, he, he, is, he is so very much, like, a, a relatively two-dimensional, for the most part, mm-hmm. like, archetype of, like, you know... Anti-social dirtbag, right? Like yeah. you know, he's got tattoos and he listens to metal all the time. He yeah. says bitch and does drugs and has all this sex and it's treats just his like, girlfriend like crap. It's, yeah, and it's and it's like so so it's just like it's all very over the top. And then like how she communicates with her other like celibacy friends, like right. like like all that stuff is is very much like like the dialogue is played up, but like the way it's directed, it's just so kind of like subdued mm-hmm. and understated. Right. Pretty much, it is throughout. very understated. Um, and 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 I and I and I really like that because mm-hmm. I think like. I really appreciate how seriously the movie is clearly taking, like, what Dawn is going through. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's, like, really important to the movie, that, like, it really... It really is like she's she is taking on like a ton of trauma and and goes through so many awful things in, in a, this such movie. a short period of time. Yeah, I don't think it's a mistake either that her name is Dawn and Dawn is an awakening. 
Yeah. You know, that's all related to your sexual Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, um, before we get too deep into the movie, how about we play some trivia? Yeah. Some yeah. trivia. What, yeah, what... <laughs> Who, who even, I, I couldn't even begin to wonder what the questions are going to be. <laughs> well, it's going to be five questions and a bonus. They're going to go in order from least difficult to most difficult. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the grand prize is bragging rights, as it usual. Uh, we're going to start you off nice and easy. Mm-hmm. During sex ed class, what covers the image of the female's <clears throat> uh, privates in the textbook? <laughs> Um, uh, it is a big golden sticker. A big gold sticker! (laughs) Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, A, did you take sex ed classes in high school, and B, what, what did you feel the quality of that education was? Um, I mean, I think... I mean, I mean, if there's... There, there is such a massive... There is such a massive field within which to play when it comes to just, like, what constitutes good sex ed. Because there's just, like, A, are they willing to convey at least the most basic information, um, which in my case, my sex ed class in high school did. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, what I had done was... um, so sex ed was like part of health class. And yeah, I had same to, here. And and I just had to take like one semester right. of it. And what a lot of us did was we didn't actually schedule our health class during the normal year, but we could ha- we had the option of taking it during summer school. Mm. So that was what I did. Mm. So I was just so it was a very weird situation where like I was taking my sex ed class like not in my high school, but in like a different school. Mm. And okay. um and so I was just in there with like a bunch of other random students who I normally never see. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, I, I remember, probably made it a little less awkward though, because you're not seeing your fellow peers. You maybe know. a little bit. I don't know. I was a bit of an asshole back then. So I was, I was, I was just, just being cutting a, up, making jokes. Pretty much. I was just, I was just being a complete dick during that entire class. Like I was, I was awful. Ironic since um, you're learning about dicks. Well, exactly. Yeah. No, I just, you know, lead by example. But were your um, images but, censored but, in that class or? No, it never got to that point. Like they were, you know, they were, you know, we, we, they were, they were good about like the anatomy mm-hmm. stuff, um, and they and and it didn't have like a it it wasn't like abstinence only mm-hmm. like they were they were cool about being like hey you know condoms are important like that whole thing that's good um so so they didn't they didn't say abstinence was like the only way to not get pregnant mm-hmm. um I think you know. It, it just it, my memory of it is just though that like it it felt very detached. It felt very detached from just like my own personal reality was kind of how right. I felt about it. It was just kind of like it, it was just like yep, here's the anatomy. This is what boys look like. This is what girls look like, and 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 that's all you got. And and so it just kind of stayed kind of in that detached realm. So it never it never felt like it never felt like they. Like, that's where I think it's, like, you know, sex ed could go, is that it could be a lot better about, like, just kind of, you know, be just, like, being more frank about, like, 
you less, know. less clinical. Yeah, a little less clinical, a little more about just like, you know, the fact that you're going through a lot. Um, it could have been better about things like consent. I think right. that's like a really important thing that is just not. That's, um, that's I mean, that, I think that's something that we just recently started even like really frankly discussing. Yeah, so. yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, you know, I think society just does not, you know. Society does not generally do a good job about just, like, instilling mm -hmm. kind of some of these, like, more important values. Again, just because there is obviously this tug of war depending on where you live. Um, yeah, sex ed in my high school was also part of the health class, and uh, it was very barely touched upon. Um, yeah. And, in fact, we actually, our high school uh, did believe in an abstinence-only education, and so we had like people coming through um, to give us the abstinence talk to the to the wider assembly of all of us together. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the the way I re I remember that the way they put it to us was abstinence is the only form of contraceptive that's one hundred percent effective. So they were like, sure. They were like, there are other. <laughs> forms of contraception but the only surefire way is to not do it so it's like it's like you could see that was the right. bias that like, was the bias like, like, like uh <laughs> not not going into the water is the only 100 percent way of not drowning exactly example. yeah so <laughs> i think yeah perfect, perfect it's just so. as dumb uh here comes uh, question number two we're mm -hmm. keeping the ball rolling on the whole abstinence thing because dawn participates in an abstinence-only presentation that revolves around what type of object? Uh, it revolves around a red ring. Which is called a what? It's called a, ooh, 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 it's like a promise ring. Correct. Right? Yeah, the promise, promise ring. A yeah. red promise ring. Yeah. We, I mean, I don't know if you encountered any of that growing up, but I definitely encountered some promise ring bullshit when I was growing yeah? up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, if if there was if there was a uh, an abstinence group, then their their doings were were a mystery to me. Mm. Um, yeah, that, no no promise rings that I can remember. There I was think... a lot of uh, like myths swirling around teenage sexuality. I remember. Um, the big thing was those little um, rubber bands that turn into animals. Remember those? Like when you took them off your wrist, they turn into like oh, little yeah, animal yeah, shapes. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And then you put them around, the, and people used to collect those. Yeah. And for some reason, there came this myth that if girls were wearing those, depending on how many they were wearing, that was the number of sex partners that they had. Uh, and yeah. this was not a myth perpetrated by students. This is like a myth perpetrated by adults who were like fear-mongering because they were always oh, constantly fear-mongering about like what teens were doing and, Ugh. you know, that's the sins a, of the flesh and all that. That's such a dickish thing. It's like... Yeah, yeah, that's fucked up. We can't have any fun, you know, apparently. Well, also just like, well, that just like, why would you, why would you even do that? Why would you, why would you circulate something like that? Yeah. Like just to, to, to arbitrarily slut shame yeah. for like Absolutely. no reason based on those stupid fucking rubber band thing. I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about this in a, in a, a few sections down the road, but, um, but that's my feeling about abstinence-only education is that it's slut, slut shaming. Oh education. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's oh, what it is. Oh, I mean, it's, it's so many things, but, um, yeah, no, it's, Let's go to question number three. Mm -hmm. Now, according to Dawn's research, what's the only thing that can defeat a vagina dentata? 
Um, it, it requires a conquering hero. A conquering hero! Yeah. Now, it's, it's actually quite fascinating how many cultures of this world have stories about vagina with teeth. Well, yeah, this is the thing. I well, I, I was so fascinated with that one scene. It was hilarious when she was like just rattling off like all the different cultures that seem to have this legend. Um, I I only learned the term vagina dentata from hearing discussion about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I I do I never got around to like following up any research about the presence of it. So so I don't is, is I guess. I'm I'm gonna trust the film that it's mm-hmm. somewhat accurate that 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 phenomenon appears somewhat in all those different mythologies. But yeah, I mean, I read I read up about it um, when I was researching for the movie, and uh, sure enough, it it's in a wide range of of cultures, indigenous wow. cultures. And um, the funny thing is that even though the common thread is that a hero of some sort and a male has to defeat this creature. It's not always done the same way. In fact, there was one that was really interesting was, uh, I think, from from South America, an indigenous tribe where the man was supposed to take all the teeth out, but they always left one behind. I don't know what the significance of that was. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh it's I mean it's I think that it th- that's actually a pretty brilliant way to come to this story not just because the idea of a vagina with teeth or a part of your body that that mutilates and does harm like that is you know a horror trope that's interesting to to yeah. play with but also because it comes from mythology and I think that the movie is dealing with mythology of many different kinds because I, I think again I will, we'll discuss it more in depth in a few segments but I think that abstinence only education is a myth also like I feel like that's rooted in mythology hmm. yeah certainly absolutely well I, I I think yeah it's definitely it's definitely rooted in a very very specific um, a very specific interpretation of, right. of, of, of specific mythology exactly um, one, and, and what I find what I find interesting about the connection to the mythology um, in the film is this idea that, like, in all of the myths, it's centered around, like, the male hero right. having... And, and that it it has the symbolic significance of, like, dealing with, like, you know, this sort of... Of, of the male's sexual awakening mm-hmm. and, and that it sort of symbolizes, like, you know, male angst around, right. around you know, sort of finally being able to have sex. Mm-hmm. And, and so I found that kind of brilliant that the film, you know, makes a point of citing that because obviously it's a movie about Dawn's sexual awakening. Yeah. It's about a woman's sexual awakening. And, um... So so yeah, I think that that's a that's a brilliant reversal to to specifically take a male to to again, this is like what we were talking about with satire. Mm-hmm. Like we're taking like the the myth of of male sexual awakening and just completely turning it on its head and sort of using that myth to tell the story of a woman's that, sexual absolutely, awakening. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, but and and there's a lot more that goes into that. So one of the things that I was reading when I when I was researching about the vagina dentata is that like all these cultures seem to have uh, like the men in these cultures seem to have a fear of returning to the womb yeah and uh 
So that's that's really interesting to think yeah. about. Um, but yeah, the way that then you know it, the like you said, the trope is reversed, and then it's like it's not about the the guys really; it's about her. Yeah, and her how it affects her and her awakening. So uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, let's go to the next question. Question number four. You're doing great. What does Ryan give Dawn when he asks her out on a date? He gives her a business card. <laughs> a business card. Because, you know. What could be sexier than that? You know, it just you're 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 it you've got you got your name, you got you got contact information, your occupation, whatever fucking occupation he has mm-hmm. that necessitates a business card. Um I, I'm so puzzled by I, I wanted to see what was on the business card. Like whether it's he had his name. Like, well, like, or did it list, like, an occupation of some sort for him? Or no, just... no, it just had his name and then, like, the contact information. There wasn't anything on the back either. Oh, God. It was literally just, like, a contact card, like a like a, a telephone number card. What What a fella. What a Class? fella. I mean, he, I mean, classy. The guy has, it lives in a garage. <laughs> yeah. He communicates regularly with his mom. I mean, yeah. class acts. <laughs> Yeah, through through the garage intercom. Through the was, garage was, intercom was the part that made that art for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, so question number five. This no, this quiz, you're, it's nothing to you. You're you're acing this apparently, quiz. Apparently, that, look, I took a lot of notes during this movie. This one you remembered uh, a lot because there's a there's and and like yeah, it's just a very. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I'm, I'm ultimately coming down on liking this movie a lot. <laughs> I, I, I still have big questions about right. like what it's trying to say, and we're gonna talk about it and figure it out. But like, but like, yeah, it's, it's very, it's a very deliberately made movie. So yeah, I think it like it's you, you can pick up a lot of details. So I think that's great. All right, here comes question number five. Yes. What does the sign on Brad's door say in his room? Ooh, ooh, shit. Oh, fuck. I spoke too soon. Um, Something about psychopaths. Mm. Something about psychopaths. Mm. It's like psychopaths only. Or psychopaths... I'm trying to not look at your face to see if I'm... <laughs> to see if I'm, like, getting warmer or cooler. Um, uh, oh, psychopaths. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it says no psychopaths. That is incorrect. Fuck. Okay. It said Who you calling psycho? Who you calling psycho? <laughs> there we go. That sounds about right. But yeah. When we talk about like edgelords or you know like Oh my <laughs> No, serious. No, no. Like that's the thing about Brad's character is like he was he he is like he is the, it, it I I still it, he he just perfectly encapsulates like my my image of like you, you know in my school it was like so we had some kids who were like full on goth mm-hmm. but then there would be some kids who were kind of like goth light so there mm. was still a lot of dark clothing a lot of like you know spikes like punks and, and stuff that you get from Hot Topic right um yeah kind of punk aesthetic like white trash I, punk I I, I, I <laughs> The term that we all kind of used was nonconformists. That uh, was, that's yeah. what we sort of called them. They're like, oh yeah, they're like kind of countercultural, but mm. all in the same way. And um, and and yeah, typically like badass. Yeah, like the metal. They like the rock. And so like, 
Brad encapsulated exactly like what I imagined they were like behind the scenes. Right. Um, over time in high school, I you know I became friends with a few of them, and so they were all actually very nice people for the most part. Yeah, they, they, they didn't plaster the rooms and porn and yeah the yeah the plastering rooms and porn thing. I gotta tell you something. Like I see characters in many movies yeah. who like put naked women on their walls Posters and, shit. and like. I don't know. I'm not sure that that I don't know. I want to believe in my heart of hearts that like hey that that like men possible. that 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 men actually don't put pornographic posters but we know up that's in their not rooms true. in reality. <laughs> I know that's not true. Not not that there's anything wrong with the naked with the naked you know human form right. like yes by all means appreciate art and stuff like that or with porn in general and, and, and porn in general um you know again assuming you know there's obviously a lot of baggage and how it's produced but right. like but beyond that like you know just like yeah like nothing wrong with appreciating yeah. the human don't, form don't shame people for for you know for using yeah. porn but, but at the same time like yeah but when you plaster like, it over yeah, your but wall like, yeah for that to be your room again it's like if your room is your sanctum because that's your identity yeah it's like who you are it's it's where you're most comfortable right. it's where you're most at home and and, and so yeah if, if that's if that's it's just if trashy. that's your vibe yeah it's, it's just like, trashy it's trashy you like, know I saw I and, and also because it's like it, yeah it's so objectified it's it just very like, does like that's like, oh yeah, this is this is what I need to be comfy to see the naked boobies. Yeah, just like, no. and to be comfortable like having like a girl over in that environment. Yeah, too. like yeah, I feel like that just yeah that that wouldn't be cool, man. Yeah, but so Mel yeah, Melanie, we will talk about Melanie in a second. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I saw a, um, a an ask Reddit thread once about um, like it was asking uh, guys who who use porn as as desktop wallpaper or backgrounds like why you know that was the, the basic question <laughs> yeah and it was just like a yeah a bunch a bunch of guys i read through because I, I, I couldn't believe that so many guys would do that but there is apparently a large subset of guys who have like porn on their background and on their laptops and on their computers and i'm I like don't get it i don't how do you get let it. anybody i mean do you just not want anyone to use your computer or yeah you just like, let people use your and, computer and also or? it's like it's like it's your computer, so it's not like porn is that far away. Right. Like, it's just like it's click literally, away. you know, one URL away, y'all. Like you like, can get porn. It's not like you need. It's not like you need to save that much time to see a naked person. Yeah, like it feels really skeezy because it's all because it's like you said. It's very. Uh, I mean, porn is already objectifying women, but uh, if but when you adopt it into your identity that much, then you're really objectifying yeah, women. Like that's yeah. Yeah, it's weird. All right, so do better, do better, people. This do is my, better, this guys. Is my, this is my call to everybody. If you've got porn do, as your screensaver or your wallpaper, do reconsider. Better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. Like, I mean, if you're a porn star and you have yourself on your, I mean, that's a whole other bag of worms. You do you, or, or like I don't know if it's your, if it's your spouse, your right. partner. No, and, even and that is easy. Are you well, kidding no, well, me? No, if you work in, if you both. Oh work yeah, in if porn. you work in porn, yes. Yeah. 
yeah, if, if you're, you're a very specifically oh, yeah, narrow no. subset of industry that we're talking to right now, or or or, or, <laughs> or if you've had a very specific conversation with your partner about if they let you, if it's yeah, like obviously always be consenting that whole thing. But I still can't see like a scenario I'll, where I would put like my girlfriend or, or a wife not. on my probably not. A, yeah yeah no I hear that I hear that I hear that sorry this became a very very specific <laughs> tangent. Um, teeth. The discussion of teeth. teeth. Going back to okay, teeth. All right. Teeth. Here comes the bonus question. <laughs> Good board. Uh, you only missed one, so you got some bragging uh, uh, rights. Yeah, I, I, can, I can. I might be able to turn it around. We'll Here see. Here comes the bonus question. Now, uh, when Dawn is on her way to visit the, um, the, I'm assuming it's some sort of like lower income clinic, like maybe like a Planned Parenthood or something like that. Uh, while she's riding her bike to see that uh, gynecologist, there's a fast food sign that advertises, try our tasty new 99 cent junior banana split today. And uh, even though they have the the place of the establishment covered up, it's quite obviously this restaurant. So my question is, what fast food drive-in restaurant franchise famously advertises 99 cent Junior banana splits. Famously, famously, there's commercials up the wazoo about it. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty famous. It's a, it's a drive-in, uh, and it's known as America's Drive-In. So you go there. There's, there's people on roller skates serving you food. Ooh. And they're known for their hamburgers and their ice cream and their drinks. Well. Okay, I'm gonna say, I, I I don't know. I might be getting this wrong. I'm gonna say Dairy Queen. It's not, but close. Okay. It, oh wait, wait. Can I can I get another guess? Yeah, sure. Baskin Robbins. No, no that's okay. further, further away. Further away. It's Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Have didn't you ever realize, Didn't realize Sonic was drive-in. Yeah, it is drive-in. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Have you ever eaten? You've never eaten another Sonic. I must have at some point, yeah. but like never driving. I feel like the only Sonics I've ever seen have been like in malls or something. Mm-hmm. So like there's never just an opportunity to see the drive-in uh, I operation. See. That's true. I guess you like up I mean? here, I think the closest drive-in Sonic that we have here is in Staten Island. I think yeah, close to us. Mm, interesting. But I, I have, I've, I've seriously like not eaten there in like forever. But but in Amarillo, where I grew up, there was a bunch of Sonics and. Hmm. Yeah, they all they they were all famous for their banana splits or their junior banana splits for ninety nine cents. Oh man, apparently I I mean I don't know. Look, I'm not a banana splits guy, so you it, know it was I, a it was a funny um you know little visual gag there. I think yeah, I'm sure I'm sure <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's discuss this movie more and further. Obviously, I think like the big theme of the movie is purity, or one of the big themes of the movie. Yeah. It really discusses, uh, um, and in fact, like Dawn and a lot of like the things, like her, her costumes and everything. I feel like she's portrayed as a, as as embodiment of, of purity, or in uh, she she wears a t shirt with a unicorn decal on it at one point, and and unicorns represent both purity and virginity. Yeah. So I think there's like that undercurrent there. Um, even like with the whole like the purity, the promise ring, I think, and and they're talking about like 
you know, if you touch yourself, is that purity? And they're like, no. And and I yeah, just think that thing. that's like so mean spirited. You're I, already telling kids not to have sex. You're gonna tell them not to touch themselves. I know too? that's a thing. I'm. I feel. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. When when it comes to like that whole like philosophy of like pure abstinence and like that you can't even masturbate. Like that was a thing. Cause cause like you know I I. I went to Catholic school for, mm-hmm. like, elementary and middle school before switching over to public school for high school. And so it, I just, yeah. So I, I definitely remember, like, those conversations about how, like, masturbation is a bad thing. And it's just, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you expect how you expect students to keep it together when they're having all these urges yeah. and and you're asking them to abstain and you won't even like let them get their frustration out some other way it's like yeah it it's it's hoping against hope like when you when you ask anybody to just like completely to just like completely deny like human impulse mm-hmm. and yeah, there's there's so much going on with this movie just about like yeah, definitely like on the topic of purity and and human impulse and sexual awakening. Um like when Toby is um assaulting her and and he's like I haven't touched myself since Easter, yeah. you know, it's like yeah, yeah, it's, but that frustration comes through, right? And and I and uh obviously like you don't. I don't want to diminish or or uh, this is not meant to diminish or anything like that. But but I think there is a common thread with like a society that represses people's urges and the frustration that arises from that. Well, I mean, I think like I mean to to kind of like take it to the to the to the extreme. Mm-hmm. I mean the the rampant pedophilia that occurred within the Catholic Church. Right. Um, of its priests, I, I mean, I've always personally felt like, like there is definitely a correlation between like this, you know, just like be having to be like, you know, an agent of this very specifically puritanical, like, you know, you know, philosophy right. of living and the fact that like priests are expected to just completely yeah, be absent for their en- entire lives. Um, and and as we see, like I mean, there's obviously just so and 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 it's so clear that like with just how widespread like that abuse within the right. Catholic Church is, that just like it's it's clear that that something is completely amiss in like how how wrong you how wrong things can go when when you don't allow your own sexual needs to mm-hmm. be met and and that's obviously a much bigger conversation because obviously like firstly just like you know the it's just like awful what they did to those children right and also and, the and, 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 it. and and also because of just like the systemic issues right. around like covering it up yeah. and and how how the church aided and abetted them yeah that's the that's um, the bigger issue there um, yeah, yeah. but so, but, so but, obviously that, but, but, but like yeah I, but but yeah, it's like and 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 this movie like does a really good job of like sort of showing just how 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 puritanical really the whole system is from like the top down with yeah. like the fact that their sexual education class 
does literally tape over images of the vagina and not and, the penis and 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 not the penis yeah that's a thing the other thing too is obviously there's like this big bias mm-hmm. against women specifically and and um, poor Dawn obviously tries to to speak up for it by you She's know appeal, appealing to the natural to the natural modesty of women and stuff like that, which is just like another so myth. sad, another and, myth. so sad and 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 repressive, um, and 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 also it's like and also I mean I'm I'm really fascinated by just how like almost every man in the film, um, with the with the exception of like. With the exception of like her teacher in the beginning and her father, right? Like her pretty much, pretty much every single man in the movie like either sexually assaults her or takes sexual advantage of her in some way. Yeah, it, it, they're on and, a sliding scale of, of assault, but I think it's all—they're all cases of assault. I would, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, you, yeah. Now that now that you mention it, yes, yes, uh, that's uh, definitely. I, 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 I was a little concerned about specifically um, her and Ryan, Ryan because it, it was very clear. It was very clear that like he was putting her in a situation where she really couldn't consent, right? And um, uh, <laughs> I feel like we're so, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves in a way. Going All of these segments in this movie but, well, are that, will, will bleed together. I think a, a little bit, yeah, because because uh, because yeah, there there really is a, a big blend of of like violence, sex, and right. the problematic yeah. in this movie. Um, but like. But, like, yeah, the fact that Ryan is clearly putting her in a position where she can't consent, and yet the scene seemed to sort of start out to suggest that she, you know, that she seemed okay with the situation, even though it was clear that... But she she was drugged, though. Well, that's the thing. She was drugged when they first had sex, and then the morning after, she seemed okay with it. Um, Yeah. and, And it wasn't until... It, and and it really wasn't until like you know the the revelation then that you know he had placed the bet and that was the only reason that he was there. That, I can I can and, buy but, that but, though. There's a lot of stories about women that are like assaulted by their boyfriends and stuff, and they continue in the relationship. So yeah, I mean that is also true. Definitely yeah. to be sure. But um, but but yeah, no, that that definitely worried me when when that first was happening. I was like, wait, is this is this is the film saying this is okay? And and I didn't think it was. And, right. And by the by the time it resolved, it was like, oh yeah, no, this is all very problematic. And also like going back to her, you know, awakening, her her dawning, like, you know, like it's almost like she's so relieved that she was able to have sex at all. And she this guy says, I'm the conquering hero. She buys into that. She says, you are my hero. Yeah. So even though he clearly assaulted her, yeah, um, I can I can see how because of everything that's going on with her, all the turmoil and chaos, like I can see how she would be well, duped yeah, by it. Well, yeah, that's a thing. Definitely in comparison to Toby and to the Doctor, mm-hmm. like yes, he, he certainly he certainly shines out by comparison. Mm-hmm. But like, but like, yeah, I mean, I think like it. It's really telling that like the movie is not shy about, like, the prevalence of, like, rape culture. Like, I think it's... Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I think it's clear that, like, this, this whole, like, you know, sexual denialism of, like, their town and their community, like, it, it, it feeds into that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So Uh, it's, it's really fascinating. I mean, religious fundamentalism, I think, uh, even... 
like the abstinence only and how religion treats sex. Like we were saying, it's slut shaming education, not abstinence education. All, all that feeds into the rape culture because when a woman gets raped, they blame it on her sexuality and not on the guy. Yeah, absolutely. So well, that's, that's the thing. And, and and again, like the bias in the sexual ed class where the vagina has to be right. covered up, but the penis doesn't. Yeah. It's it's all the know, vagina's it's, it's fault. Very, yeah, it's clear that that's... It's like all, it's like going back to blaming Eve for Adam's... Yeah sin you know yeah and and yeah and 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 that's like a cultural idea that that definitely continues to be spread even outside of like particularly oh yeah absolutely but like yeah the idea that like women have to be the one to fight off advances and men have to be the one to keep advancing yeah and it's like and and so yeah so so it it does like completely so it completely denies women's ability to have sexual agency it denies men you know and it denies men the sexual agency in a, in a way too because it treats us um, like we're just like animals that can't make decisions yeah, right and, and that you know. can't help it yeah. and, and all that so um so yeah it's it's really fascinating let's yeah. go into the first of our gsv segments this one's called shots 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 there is quite a bit of, of violence in this movie. Oh my movie. god, yes. It's um, a very bloody, bloody how many movie. Pe- how many deaths do we have in the movie, though? <laughs> um, we only have... The one. Yeah. No, two. Two deaths. Uh, her mother, two. Oh, but did we see her die in the movie? In, on film? On screen? Mm, well, we don't. We see her collapse. No, we we don't see her die because she screen. visits. She visits her in the hospital afterwards, and she's still alive at that point. I don't think we ever actually see her die in the movie. Well, we don't see her die in the movie, but it's I implied. think we. But I, I think we do see her dead in the hospital, though, because I think there's like when she's she does eventually visit her in the, and mm-hmm. it looks like she's lying there yeah. somewhat motionless. When she is like, motionless. I don't so, know. We never get like a piece of dialogue that confirms that she's dead. Yeah. So I'm going to say it was just one confirmed because it's Toby's the only one that we know for sure is dead. Well, I mean, I think though it's also clear. I, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's pretty clear that she's dead though, because, because like that's, that becomes Dawn's motivation to go right. after Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can see that, but I don't think that there's ever, like, a piece of dialogue in the movie that says your mother died or anything like that. I don't think we ever well, get I, I confirmation. Mean, I, I, but, but, like, I mean, I think, I th- I think it's, it's, like, pretty explicit. Like, I don't think we even need the dialogue to confirm it because so, I think it's, like... we'll go with two, then. <laughs> Two deaths. We we'll, we'll, we can take it to the audience. We can take it to Twitter. We'll, yeah, we'll, if you you we'll, can vote on Twitter and tell us yeah. if you think that there was two deaths yeah. in this movie or I'm, one. I mean, I'm I'm willing to say I'm willing to I'm willing to say that it might be a little bit in question because I did think I I, I thought I saw some motion in in her mother's arm in that one shot where she was lying on her like yeah i think so too i, I, think I she was thought alive i at saw that point. a little bit of motion in the arm but like i thought that was just more of a i don't know a goof of the shot or something or mm. like just the, the take I don't know. but 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 from my understanding i i was pretty sure that it was like explicitly clear that the mother died but um but yeah, no, I'm 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 willing I'm willing to put a question mark over that second one. But yeah. Toby's the one that we know for sure. We actually see him on the slab. Um, yeah, and it's not clear how he died though. Obviously, he didn't die from bleeding out. It was maybe like from the shock he drowned or something like that. Or 
Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Well, especially because, like, he... Yeah, because he kind of falls... He falls out of that little, like, you know, nook the that's, grotto, like, up yeah. in the thing. The grotto. And, um... But, like, we don't even, like, hear a splash, really. Right, like, he just disappears. He, he just kind of disappears, and that's Leaves it. his dick behind. Um, yeah. That but, was... I mean, that's... It's, it's it's interesting to me that even though he's supposed to be the one that's more on her side, like they're both from the purity camp, that's like the the clearest. Well, now that I say that, the doctor's one is also pretty skeezy, but the but Toby's the one that's like the clearest, like a case of flat out just like sexual assault. I mean, I mean yeah, definitely. I, I I would definitely say so. Like yeah, like that's that's definitely a rape scene. It's mm-hmm. like it's it was definitely very tough to watch. Right. Um, and and I I mean I think it, it it was no accident that he that he was kind of the first one being part of this like purity group right because um, again I think it's like you know the the movie makes a point of tying his own his own denial of his of his desires and urges to uh, to to his not being able to help himself, quote-unquote. And her denial, like, put her in that situation, too, because she was, like, about to masturbate, and then she talked to her, or she she snapped out of it. Yeah. Um, And then she had the creepy encounter with her stepbrother, who who was like, you know, you want to have sex with me, and then that's when she decides to go, not skinny dipping, but dipping with but But to go see him, yeah. I mean, what... Yeah, I, I found that so interesting how how that sequence of events played out that like she 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 found herself almost touching herself and then and then they broke up mm-hmm. over it. Um, yeah. But then but then when she tries to connect with her brother and is immediately just, you know, slapped in the face with mm-hmm. that just like, you know, vile yeah, whatever yeah. that was. Um some sort of come on. And and that was and 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 so it was interesting that that then seemed to be the impetus for her to then decide to try to reconnect with Toby and 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 it was interesting cuz I I wasn't sure if I wasn't sure that they had I wasn't sure that she had made the decision to have sex with him, like premarital sex with him. And I and I I don't think she uh, did. I mean, I, I that's what I she thought, didn't want it. Yeah, that, that was what I thought was happening at first. But then it, it did become clear the more they were hanging out that she was like, oh, no, we're, we're, we still made a promise and, mm-hmm. and all of that. So. Or, or yeah, she she reminded him of purity and all that. I, th- um, I just think it was like her way of of uh, of dealing with the frustration. I mean, well, that's the thing. It was like it was like that she she realized she had this desire for him, but like that she, but you know, it was like you know, it was just genuine attraction, and right. she wanted to. And she, she gave she him the benefit to, of the doubt that he would respect her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. because she because she just came from like that horrific encounter with her brother, and she's like, well, this guy Toby. He never treated me like dirt, so I can I'm yeah. I can so, allow so myself let, to be let's, vulnerable. So let's pursue this relationship, see where it goes, mm-hmm. and and maybe he'll be the one. Um, so yeah, it's. What yeah. did you think about like all of the uh, the penis mutilations throughout? I mean, I, I say like props, like <laughs> literally props, probably, but right. um, uh, very very scar- scarily. Well rendered props. Um, I, yeah, no, I mean it's it's tough as a dude. It's tough to watch mm-hmm. uh, as as one who has a penis. Um, so 
yeah, no, it's it's quite quite gory in that respect. Um, no, we do have some stories in real life of women who have like you know for various reasons maybe they they caught their husbands or or boyfriends cheating or something, but they end up like you know cutting off um, their their penis. Uh, uh, Lorena Bobbitt, I think, is like the most famous example hmm. of that. Um, as a form of revenge, that's I mean that's literally like. <laughs> The worst possible thing that could happen to a guy, probably. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I, I, and 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 it's, it's not even like I'm the most sexually active person out there. I'm not, but like, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's just a so, part of you. It's your yeah, little dude, you know. Yeah, it's like a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah for 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 me for me as a cisgendered male, like. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is a an integral part of my manhood, and so, like, and 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 yes, gender is a social construct. But like, yeah, there's. But there you're allowed to identify but however but you want, man. But, but but like, but like, yeah, it's so. Yeah, yeah. There's something so. Yeah, but curdling I, about that. I think that that's <laughs> all, all, another interesting point that comes from the mythology aspect of this movie is how ingrained it is in our society. Now, now we're not as explicit as some societies. Some cultures take it a step further. Like, like I think of the, the Japanese, for example. They have very, you know, flagrant, graphic festivals dedicated to the phallus and it's a family event and Mm. they just like you know go around with like waving dicks everywhere um but i think like even american culture places a lot of importance on phallic imagery um especially how it relates to masculinity that's really how we're brought up to think of ourselves as men it's like we're manly men because we got we got hard dicks you know like even like the the washington monument is a fucking phallus i mean you know everything certainly everywhere is just so so when we have like the movie you know confronting us like if this is if this is how all that your identity as a man is constructed around like let's see how fragile that identity well, uh, well, is well that's the thing is that i i was really like it, it was interesting that 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 we had landed on the classification of this film as a feminist horror film mm-hmm. because because what i was wondering as I was watching the film, is like, who is this a horror to? And the thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, if we're talking about like that, this is a horror film. It's a horror film, the guys. It's, it's a yeah. horror film for men mm-hmm. because because it is about a a a horrifying a, a repeated mutilation of of men's you know penises mm-hmm. um and it so, subverts the trope where like we actually identify with the quote unquote monster of the movie. Well, that's the, that's the other thing too. Is that again? It's like she she does kind of play the role of the monster, right. but also at the same time, it's it's very you know she is the heroine of the film yeah, at the same time too, and 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 the film is obviously you know you know she she's a very very like complex character and and um, yeah so yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. The uh, the piercing on the prop used for Brad's detached penis was custom made for the film. It was made actually out of sugar by a local bakery so that it would be safe if the dog swallowed it. Uh-huh. Um, now, the, the piercing, of course, on the glands of the penis is known as a Prince Albert yeah. piercing. 
Usually, I don't think they're that big, or I don't know. Maybe they are. But yeah, his it was, was a pretty prom- It was a pretty prominent Prince Albert. It was especially like, since like we established that he has a a, a predilection for non-vaginal intercourse. It just seems like another. Yeah. Like way to be an asshole there, like not not to be yeah. a, no pun intended. Well, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, ugh, good lord. Um, yeah, he's just like such an asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and and the thing is, like, most of the metalheads that I knew at school were actually they're not. nice like, guys. Yeah. Metalheads are are really, really, generally speaking, are pretty fucking. In solid fact, they, there's some research that suggests that listening to, pe- to 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 heavy metal music can actually calm you down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, no, I I I I found myself like. Like that's the thing. There, there's so many aspects of this movie that 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 again. I keep coming back to like this question about the film's viewpoint because, mm-hmm. like, you know, there there are many ways in which you could probably read this film as actually as actually having a puritanical point of view because I Absolutely. mean, like, because it's because it is implying that like. Every act of sex is an act is danger, of violence, right? Or and dangerous, and, and because because again, like even even in the in the most benign case um, in the film, he still drugs her before he has right. sex with her, and then is revealed to have purely done it under a very you know nefarious purpose, a, yeah, a, yeah, very a very manipulative pretext. There so, is a branch of radical feminism actually that believes that um, any type of penetration whether it's consensual or not is an act of violence yeah so that's actually a, something that some some people believe not mm. not most people i guess but yeah. but i can see that viewpoint like i mean when you think of violence you have to think of it like well violence is negative but when you think about the world and evolution and i mean we're all a product of chaos and chaos is inherently violent so <laughs> when you think of it like in the grand scheme of things then sex is a form of violence it's just like a uh you know, humane form of violence. Mm, mm, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I think it's, yeah, it is possible to have, like, a fairly puritanical reading of this movie, and especially because, like, um, I would say that uh, Brad is kind of, is is in a way, like, the big villain of the film, I, yeah, w- I would say, in, in, in terms of the fact that, like, it, I, I don't, I don't know if, I mean, it's 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 clear that that uh, Dawn's condition seems to at least be somewhat related to the 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 very unsubtle like nuclear you know reactor thing that's right. like, just sort of very prominent in yeah. almost every sh- establishing that's why shot she has of a the neighborhood. And um, so 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 that was certainly like part of what I understood to be part of the storytelling that like, you know, it's, it's, it's mutation. Her mom is sick. She has this mutation. Um, but also it's like the first, the, the, the first inkling that the movie gives us that like, that, that she has this mutation is, is Brad as a child, Mm -hmm. like, you know, violating her. We would, we would pretty much understand. Um, basically, you know, they, they play, you know, I'll show you mine. You show me yours, mm-hmm. and and um, and and then that's how he gets bitten. So like, so so obviously, in addition to being this mutation, it's also clearly a 
it, it's it's also clearly a defense against violence right. on her. And and the fact that Brad's, you know, first assault on her as a child seems to be the what what brings this defense out in the first place and then therefore he is kind of the last person that she conquers in the film. And she, he doesn't remember the event exactly, and we're led to believe that maybe she doesn't either, yeah. um, but you can see how that event is what's formed them as people. Like, they yeah. both, the, their their trajectories were shaped by that assault. Yeah, so very much so. so ending it with him is like coming full circle, I think, yeah, for both absolutely. of the characters. Yeah, very much so. Um, now the other uh, there's two other instances of, of, of violence. There's there's the the dog attack, um, which uh, mother the Rottweiler, um, and then we have the the gynecologist getting his uh, his fingers bitten yeah. off. And you were saying that that guy was one of your professors, Josh yes, Pice. Yes, yes, Josh Pice. Uh, yeah, he um, he he teaches a a really get, uh, great. Um, course called Committed Impulse. It was um, one of my favorite approaches to acting when I was studying. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's very much based on like just like uh, a, 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 a very persistent um, a very persistent uh, pursuit of presence. I mm. guess you could say like the his whole philosophy is around just like. Just like being as present and not letting your mind wander off in any other direction, right. like just completely staying in the room, um, not even worrying about like any kind of emotion you're supposed to have. Like his his whole approach is very much like that, like whatever emotion you're feeling at the time you start working on the scene is actually the right emotion for the scene. Like, don't worry about like, you know feeling like you have to be in any sort of particular state. It, right. His whole thing was about like, no, form, form the acting choices that you're, that you're going to do based on how you feel, ba- based on just what you're feeling in that moment. And, and it was, it, it was very revolutionary yeah, for me as, when I was learning. And it, it was it's and, a good, good, a good uh, way to use, to learn how to use emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, and it was like a nice, yeah, it was, it was just, it was really kind of like liberating, like within the context of my own training, it, it was just, there was something really liberating and just like, oh yeah, no, just, just, just be here, be present. And, and you'll, you'll find that actually the, you know, that, that the impulses you need when you just let yourself be the way yeah, you are, it'll come. are, are, are going to actually make the scene that much more compelling. And, yeah, and, and he does really great work. So, because yeah. I mean that the whole, the whole quest for, for, for being present or for presence, whatever that, you know, yeah. is, uh, is, is because like acting is artificial, but it's, but it's not because we're like, we act every day. We just don't think of it as acting. Yeah. So do, yeah. how do you like unlearn that and then relearn it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh, and, but, but think of a presence. He had really good presence in this movie. I thought. Yeah. 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 The, the whole scene was really great. I thought, um, especially just like, 
I, I, I was really hopeful, like, that, like, oh, maybe this guy's going to be, like, a first nope. step in the right direction. Well, because it's like she she had been in such denial for right. so much of the movie. Right. And now, finally, she was starting to, like, ask questions about mm-hmm. her, her own anatomy. She, like, she took off She took off the stickers so mm-hmm. she could, like, look at herself. And, and, and so I was, like, really, like, oh, this is so great. Like, you know, a gynecologist going to help her out. Like, see what, you know, like, there's nothing to worry about. About your sexuality. But then, no, he starts working on her without a glove. And yeah. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, what an asshole. What an asshole. That's one of um, the more overtly comedic uh, scenes in the movie, especially when she's like thrashing and he's, his hand is stuck yeah. inside of yeah, her. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it, it really, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I feel kind of bad laughing about it. Because again, it's like, it's, it's very much sexual yeah. assault right. that then turns into his fingers getting bitten off. But like... Yeah, it, it was a very, a very comedically blocked scene mm-hmm. um, in, in how how the thrashing about ends up happening. Um, yeah, it, it was a great scene overall, I thought. Yeah. Now, in rare cases, there is a type of tumor that can grow inside a vagina, which affects skin cells, which may produce hair or in even rarer cases, um, teeth. Hmm. Um now, this type of tumor is called a dermoid cyst, and uh, there have been cases where some women have like gone in and they've taken out the cyst, and it's like almost you know like a like a almost like a a, a baby that that did not was not formed in her uterus. Wow! You know, there's like you know ears and cartilage and stuff like that, and wow. hair and. Now, the only difference between that and the vagina dentata that we encounter in this movie and in myth is that usually the tumor is completely encased in a layer of dermis. That's why it's called a dermoid cyst. So it's encased in a layer of skin. So you don't actually feel or see any teeth or anything. All you see is like the bump of of the tumor. Wow. Yeah. But it's actually something that kind of happens. So let's go into the next, having said that, let's go to the next segment, which is called Boob Tube. Now, lots of sex in this movie. We yes. actually do get some um, nudity out of this movie. We have yeah. the locker room boys, which I thought that yeah, was pretty deliberate did. that we saw naked boys, but not naked women in that scenario. I thought that was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, I mean, again, I think it's like, you know, considering the general trends in Hollywood of like, you know, objectifying women and and not objectifying men. I was like, I, I, I give this movie props for, for showing for showing a lot of frontal male nudity. In and, fact, uh, uh, in fact, like uh, we don't see um, Dawn naked until after she has her quote unquote positive sexual experience. Yeah. Which I think is actually pretty telling storytelling wise. Well, yeah, that's a thing. It's it's like again, it's like while while it's clear that it, the the consent of that situation was dubious at right. best. Um, yeah, I I think though that also at the same time it's clear in that moment that like yeah, like it, it was it was interesting to see her have a beat in the film. And again, it was like I had so many mixed feelings about it because of obviously how scummy those circumstances were. But at the same time, I felt like there was something in me that like did feel good for her that like she was kind of she seemed to start to have like some sort of a a positive reaction to her own sexuality. 
Um, and and yeah, like the the fact that like they then that that that's the moment that we choose to actually have nudity because it was her like being more in touch with her own right. body. Um, and uh, and I think that you can separate the two to an extent. Like obviously, because the audience knows the context, yeah, and we know that Ryan is a, is a skis ball. So we know that he has the bet and we know that he's like drugging her on purpose to like, you know, get this reaction. But it's still the first one, obviously, not the second encounter, but the first encounter with Ryan can still definitely be a positive from her side. Uh, It's a positive experience to her because she doesn't know all that. She doesn't know the context of it. Yeah. But but we know. So that's why it's bad for us. But I feel like, you know, her her sexual awakening is is definitely a positive there and and that almost makes it even worse when she discovers that she's been betrayed almost you know yeah yeah i mean yeah it's yeah it's it's and i mean i think this might be this might be sa- better saved for the next section because because i mean i think there there is also a conversation to be had around you know the 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 use of rape as a narrative device in film, to be sure. And, yeah, which is TV. an overused trope, as um, we've which, discussed. We, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but this movie is all about that. So I well, yeah. That's so the, I that's get why this is, movie would be. Well, used. That's, yeah, that's a thing too. I mean, yeah, that's it, yeah. This, this movie had a very specific mission in mind, and, mm-hmm. and 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 obviously, like, and kind of a way to subvert those tropes too. Like you know, by being so blatant about rape. It's it's almost like, okay, well, you watch all of these other movies that have rape. Well, now we're going to give you a movie that's all about rape, you know? Yeah, well, and, and I mean, I think, like, it's it's clear that she, she goes through a, she goes through a process in the film of, of, you know, obviously, like, she, she endures considerable trauma. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, she's, she's suffering from the trauma of both just, like, being brought up under, you know, this very repressive, you know, philosophy and and also just like the anxiety of of her own anatomy combined with the, you know, the fact that she, you know, is in in multiple circumstances sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. Um but as she is going through all of that, she is ultimately kind of, you know, coming to terms with her own sexuality at the same time right. and 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 ultimately does sort of you know she she sort of does like find herself by the end of the film it's clear that like by the time she takes on the mission in a way to to uh you know to to get her revenge on Brad mm-hmm. um and and then to go on it's she like, comes into her own yeah she's yeah, accepted she, herself she, like, yeah I, I'm, I'm still trying to sort of suss out what it is that the film is saying no, I, I get about, what you're about saying surviving. in fact I was gonna yeah. bring that up in the next segment um yeah. but and, we, we might yeah. as well uh we might as well go there because it's all it all bleeds in anyway so like the next segment is called uh, that's, that's problematic, problematic. Yeah. And, and and again i think like in, in a way it's probably fine that there wasn't as much discussion about sex because again like it's all about sex yeah well a it's all about sex but also again it's like all of the sex in this film is violent right as well right so 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 yeah i think uh yeah, and, and 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 all of and all of it bears discussing on the problematic I think that the front fact, too. The fact like, that yeah. Brad is a very two dimensional character when all this uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, um, I think that that is what is really what skews it in in my mind. Um, her journey. It's like 
so we get rid of like the initial big bad, which was her stepbrother who was standing in the way of her discovery. And then she comes into her own and now she's out in the world, I guess, you know, biting off penises <laughs> left and right or whatever. I mean, well, that's that, yeah, that's that's kind of the thing is that is that that sort of seems to be like the the implied that seems to be where we're left at the end. Right. Is, that, is that like she sort of has taken on her mission is to travel the world. And, and and I mean, it's like it's it's such a I mean, it's such a depressing view of the world that like, you know, even when she hitchhikes, like she she's she's still not safe from 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 more sexual aggression. I mean, you have and, to talk and, to and, any... and and it's like again, it's like rape culture is a very pervasive thing, and, right? And I com- and I and I believe that. Yeah, talk I, to any lady, I, and they'll tell you that they like are encountered and, with it all the time. And yeah, and that's a thing. And and so like I so so I don't so I don't begrudge this film for 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 being intentional about how every man in the film you know is is perpetuating rape culture. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with the film taking that tack at all. And, and, and so it's like there's, there's a justice to It's like there's a justice to it in the idea that it's like, hey, here's somebody who like has, you know, she, she's been victimized mm-hmm. or, and, or, or I sh- what I should say is that like she, she survived sexual assault and she is able to fight back in in a very real way right. by you know by literally you know removing the quote unquote manhood of those who who assault her mm-hmm. um i get that there's like that sense of justice in that that it's but also at the same time it's like she's still you know, in order to be able to seek out that justice, she still ultimately, they still ultimately have to penetrate her in order for her to exact that justice on them. So it's just like, it's this very weird, like, you know what I mean? But I think that come, that, that, that goes down to, boils down to like the, the, the feminist fantasy of the film. Yeah. Um, is, you know, like, is the, the, do we have the scene where, the teacher is teaching them about evolution adaptation. And when she's looking up uh, about the vagina dentata, one of the things that she looks, that she Googles is adaptation. So obviously I feel like that's what the movie is driving at is, is, you know, if, if, if a, if an organism like, like the, the analogy of the, of the, of the rattlesnake is, is really what, what mm. brings this to mind is, you know, the rattlesnake was a snake that lived in a, in a, in a world where it was dealing with larger predators. So it created an adaptation of the rattle to warn off the predators that it was venomous so that, you know, you don't mess with me because if you mess with me, I will bite you yeah. and I will potentially kill you. Yeah. And so um, the, the film is like, hey, if we keep messing with women the way we do, you know they're going to create this adaptation, and yeah. then we're all going to be fucked. Well, it's it's yeah. Well, it's it's because she's it's it's the idea is that she has adapted in a way that allows her to survive. Because like, right. that's 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 yeah. Like that's the point that's definitely hammered home. In so the she evolution. doesn't she doesn't deal with any emotional repercussions of anything that's happened to her, even though it's all horrendous. And I do think that that's a weakness of the movie. I feel. And again, the reason why I brought up Brad as a character is because Brad is 
such a two-dimensional character that we never get to see any emotional catharsis from Dawn when it comes to Brad. He's just a bad to be defeated, and then she goes on and wreaks havoc on mankind. But Dawn is a very third, three-dimensional character. She's a very complicated character. I thought that Jess Wexler did a really good job portraying her. Yeah, it's a, it's a great performance. It's a great performance. Um, but But again, I feel like if we had gotten some sort of emotional closing off, you know, some sort of closure there with Brad, then I would have bought the, you know, oh, now she's accepted her role as this monster or this next step in evolution. But we don't really get that. So I do think that that, even though, you know, like we said at the beginning, the movie doesn't have to give us all the answers. It can be an open-ended movie. Yeah. But I don't think that it's open-ended in a satisfying way. I think that that's one of the weaknesses of the movie. Personally, yeah, I hear what you're saying because it all becomes about her physical mutation, and and we've we've spent the whole movie like you know going through these ups and downs with her emotionally as she comes to grips with everything that's happening to her by other people and also to her own body, um, but at the end of the day, like she doesn't deal with the emotion of all that turmoil, she just becomes a monster she just decides i'm going to be this thing the vagina dentata becomes her identity a little bit i i mean i i i hear what you're saying as far as like that her that it's it's clear that as the film goes on she seems to she does seem to take these these instances of of her anatomy fighting back um, in a little more stride, she does. like 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 definitely after um, after Ryan, after, yeah, after Ryan, with the fact that she just you get that laugh line of oh shit, right. like um, and um, and then she says some hero, yes, <laughs> um, so so yeah, I I mean it seems to yeah. be that you're dissatisfied by it too, maybe for different reasons or I don't know, it's just. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm still wrestling with like uh, again, it's like I I I like this I I like this idea of like a you know, the films, you know, putting forward this I- idea of of a sense of justice, mm-hmm. of of a sense of like retribution of or, or, <laughs> of of not of retribution, of of specifically like you get what you Deserves. Well, I, I think. Well, I think what it is is that like all, all of the instances of uh, depenification for lack castration. of castration, castration. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Words exist for this situation. Um, it, like all all of the instances of castration in this film are are justified and are yeah. just by by just like what the film is establishing about these characters. Um, I think that I, I think what it is is that if the film is positing that that Dawn has like developed the next adaptation, which is which is like a new mechanism of survival. It's, it's this. It's the idea that it's like the, the that like in a repressive rape culture, 
like what means of survival are there for women mm. and so it's like this so it's it's it seems like this film is positing that like this is that this is sort of like an idea it it's it's like this 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 could be the next step in like how how one is able to survive in such a culture mm. um and if you don't have that adaptation then what you're 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 fucked no pun intended yeah um. Yeah. That's uh, well, and, again, and again. That's the and part again, that it's like, and and I guess that's that's maybe part of my problem is that like I'm trying is, is that again. It's like obviously it's not like a movie has to have a specific moral or or right. It, it, <laughs> but that's part of the weakness of the movie for me too. I feel like it it doesn't offer any answers to women who are victims of this yeah you know it's about this specific instance i don't i don't think that an adaptation is the prescription <laughs> for how you defeat sexual assault yeah well you know? and it's not and it's not and again obviously it's like it it, it goes beyond just like you know literally literally developing a mutation but it's more just like um i don't, you, I don't you, know it's yeah it's just i i, I don't know it's it's so hard it, it's like it's it's so full of rich ideas. Like that's the thing. That's like that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like 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 it's just it's packed full of these like of this like really interesting like just like flipping of the script um in terms of just like how this film is dealing with like, you know, depicting sexual violence. And 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 that's something I really like about it. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure, like, I can say I'm, like, dissatisfied with it. Because I, I, I really like it. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I, I, I don't know. This is, this, I feel like this is a movie I could, I could probably watch, like, a lot. Like, I feel like I would just, I feel like I have to watch this movie, right. like, so many times. I, I, again, I think it's just, like, it's so deliberately made. Again, this is, this is probably, like, the first time that, like, uh, we're, we're talking about a movie where I feel like I can actually name, like, every single major character, you know what I mean? Right. It's like it's just it, it. It was so it was made with such deliberateness, and mm-hmm. and 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 there's a real clear headedness to it, and 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 how it was all shot and and put together, and like the storytelling is is for the most part very clear. Right. Um. I think it's just like it, it, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just still trying to put my finger on the pulse of like what it's saying about about rape culture and sexual assault. I'm I'm trying to sort of figure out more about how that ties together with with the purity culture thing too. Because like no because it's like it doesn't matter who the guy is. Like that's the other big thing about this movie is that like it, it the first ver- person who rapes her in this movie is is a fellow purity club mm-hmm. person. But then she is also assaulted by the doctor, she is assaulted by this random kid who like, you know, made a bet. Um she's assaulted by, you know, her her stepbrother who's like the complete opposite of like the purity culture. Is kid. he assaulted like, is does he assault her or because she goes and and seeks him out. Fair. This is this is true. This is true. She yeah. This is true. She, That's he, a good point. He does he does assault her earlier in the movie when he's their kids. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the movie, she's the one who goes to him. Yeah. And basically assaults him. Yeah. Like that's that's the only time in the movie, and I guess it's implied at the end with the old man 
where she becomes like a like a predator instead yeah. of the. Prey. I mean, I mean, I, I I I would definitely say that like with the case of the old man at the end, it, it is a case of assault just just by virtue of the fact that he literally locks her in the car with him. Right. So so I I would definitely say that's that 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 case is more a case of him assaulting her for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of rape acts? No. Okay, so rape acts is an anti-rape female condom um, that was designed. Uh, by inventor Sunette Ellers, who is a South African woman. Now, uh, we all uh, know, uh, or if you don't know, you can research it. It's very common knowledge that Africa has um, a lot of sexual uh, violence. There's a lot of um, HIV. Um, It's a big problem over there. Um, There's a lot of um, STIs, period, and, and women over there are not are not valued as first-class citizens. Or Wait, sorry, this is in uh, what country? Uh, in the continent of Africa. But oh, okay, she cool. is South African. She is South African. Okay, cool. Uh, but um, so anyway, so she invented this anti-rape female condom to help women because there's there's a, there's a lot, there's a big problem with, with men raping women over there and then passing on HIV and other STIs. So the way that rape acts works... It's a latex sheath that the woman inserts into her vagina. It's embedded with shafts of sharp inward-facing barbs that would be worn inside like a female condom. Now, if an attacker were to attempt vaginal rape, his penis would enter the latex sheath and be snagged by the barbs, causing the attacker excruciating pain during withdrawal and giving the victim time to escape. The condom would then remain attached to the attacker's body when he withdrew and could only be removed surgically, which would then alert hospital staff and eventually the police. Um, Now, like most condoms, rape acts is also used to prevent uh, pregnancy and the transmission of HIV and STIs. Um, but in this specific iteration of the condom, it's to prevent sexual assault. Uh, it was unveiled on August 31st, 2005. And I, I do think that that had some bearing on the making of this movie, which was released in 2007. Several, I'm going to assume men, have described it as vengeful, horrible, and disgusting. And uh, its planned sale in pharmacies was opposed there were so many concerns raised that the device could be possibly used to enrage an attacker and further jeopardize the victim. Even though it was due to begin the mass production in 2007, the device was never marketed to the public and it remains unclear whether or not the product will ever be available for purchase. Now, Ellers herself has responded to the claims that the condom is vengeful and that it would... In, uh, cause attackers to be, I guess, more violent. Uh, She said that, quote, many women have been killed over time as nobody can guarantee the outcome of any rape and that the pain caused by the rape acts will temporarily disable the attacker, giving the victim time to get away. Um, I think that, you know, any pain caused to an attacker by something like this is a small drop in the bucket to the pain caused to women over the thousands of years that men have been assaulting them. But I don't know, like, what, what do you think about this concept of an anti-rape condom and, um, 
And how do you see that that idea of like, you know, women taking that agency in in preventing these types of assaults? How does it relate to your understanding of this movie? I know that there was a lot there also. Yeah, yeah. Um certainly a, a very a, a very interesting approach to to um you know, obviously what, you know, the to something that, you know, obviously from the inventor's perspective, you know, just something that she was witnessing as right. like a very real problem. Um, where she was from. While while I can understand why the production never went through, I I think like also like I, I'm I'm definitely going to I'm definitely going to like get something wrong in this. Right. I'm sure about how like you know there's there's you know like you if 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 you set up like if if you set up in your home like a you know a anti intrusion system that like say decapitates a person who breaks into your door right Mm -hmm. like that like you you are not absolved of responsibility at the very least manslaughter right there where it's it's like yeah like you you will you would you would still you would still be Be convicted Mm -hmm. yeah you would still be arrested and convicted for for having a for having a lethal anti-intrusion device even if like uh you know even if it's like meant to be safeguarding your property right? right so 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 yeah, I I I I it's it's so, so I I would get like that like that like the development of such a device would be very legally fraught, um, right? Yeah, in, in in a similar fashion, right? But it's like um, to deter a violent act. That yeah. I mean, you're not going to kill the dude. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, is that like obviously it is more a matter of like that it it causes him bodily harm and um, yeah. I mean, I think that's. That's a very interesting idea. Um, I, I mean, I I am curious now about how much of that informed the conception of this film. Because I mean, especially again, if if it was developed in two thousand five mm-hmm. and then the film came out in two thousand seven. Right. So, um, that's. I mean, I think that's very compelling. I think it's the the thing is that like I think you know the the conception of that device. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure necessarily how much agency such a device necessarily gives women because I think like it's it's not like I mean certainly not with its intended use it's mm. not it's not necessarily like it, it it's meant to be a tool for women to to go forth and exact revenge on attackers or right. anything like that. It's it's merely a, a preventative. A, it's, yeah, it's merely something that 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 uh, allows an opportunity to escape an assault. So right. like it's it's a tool. It's a tool of defense. I'm not sure that it stri- it doesn't strike me though in in how it was developed as a tool necessarily of agency, because again, it is, it is merely a, a means by which, um, it is a means by which she may survive an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's, that's, and I guess that's, that's in a way the gap in, in conception that I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around in this film mm-hmm. is that I, is that I think that this defense mechanism that Dawn develops in the film isn't isn't a means of agency. It's for not her a solution. Either. No, 
Mm-mm. I mean, she she has agency in the moment right. that she is able to have at least what she feels in the moment right. is consensual sex. Like that's a moment of agency for her. The, but it's it's the almost second like time, it's the almost like the mutation. Like, oh. The mutation itself is an assault on her sexuality because she didn't ask for it. Yeah, and it's part of her body, but she yeah. didn't ask to be born this way. Yeah, when and also because like you know it doesn't when Ryan basically assaults her because she is drugged when mm-hmm. when he has sex with her, like. She she is being assaulted in that moment, but she is not necessarily as cognizant of the fact that she is being assaulted. Right, she's in unaware that of it. So and the pill so, made her so relax. I'm when, sure. And, and yeah, exactly. And the pill made her relax and all that. So 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 it's like, but but like the rules of the film are kind of saying that like the teeth only act when when she feels like she's in danger. Yeah. And she didn't feel in danger in that situation. Yeah, She felt safe. In fact, like she showed up to his place and said that that's the only place that she could think of to go. Yeah. So, and, and again, so, so there's our, something in that moment that she felt that she felt safe in that moment. Right. And again, so, from, from yeah. our perspective, cause we have more information than her. Yeah. Then it's a clear case of assault. But from her perspective, like she, she was seeing it as a positive event in, in her life. Like yeah. she, it's the only positive sexual encounter in the, the movie she, yeah. from her perspective. Yes, yes, it is. Which, which is that's what makes again, it from again, our from our perspective. It's like no, that's that's clear sexual assault. But yeah. that's what makes it so murky and the the satire so deep. It's like so. Wait, so even. So even consensual sex can be fraught with like all of these like, you know, violent tendencies and stuff. And that goes back to the radical feminists who who think that any type of penetration is an act of violence. And like, yeah. you know, how far how far do you are you do you want to take that philosophy, you know? Because yeah. this was made by um this was made by Mitchell Lichtenstein, who who is a, a gay man, and you can even like think about how that informs his storytelling because I feel uh, like a lot of times, as much as we come down on female sexuality, you know, a lot of times the society paints this very dangerous, like almost like a boogeyman quality to to gay men and their sexual and their sexuality. Yeah. And, well, and, and 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 again, if we want to talk about like fundamentalist religion right. and suppression of urges, right. like I mean, very you know, much there's, so. there's those there's like you know, pray the gay away camps, right? And and and, and other programs that are even worse um, that 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 put that put you know homosexuals through through just such intense trauma right. in in service of a you know of a fundamentalist philosophy so he's so. definitely i think bringing that point of view into the into this yeah. movie yeah i don't know i i think i need to see this movie like at least five <laughs> more times because it's just like yeah there's there's so much to unpack there is a lot there's so much to unpack so we're talking about fundamentalism and abstinence only education it's really interesting to when you look at the research uh, it's it's borne out time and time again that abstinence only education is not effective in stopping sex. It's yeah. not effective in the spread uh, in stopping the spread of STIs. Yeah. It's not effective in decreasing pregnancy. 
It's uh, not effective against HIV prevention. It basically does not work. In fact, a 2010 report by the Gudmacher Institute pointed out that pregnancy rates for teens 15 to 16 um, reversed their decline in 2006. They've been going down, down, down for quite a few years. And then in 2006, um, they reversed the decline and started climbing back up. And that happened near the peak of the abstinence-only campaign in the United States. So uh, we taught more abstinence-only education, and that resulted in more teen pregnancy. Because what you're doing is you're not preventing children, you're not preventing teens um, who are children, uh, who are experimenting with their urges in their body. You're not preventing them from doing that. Like they're, they're curious human beings and they have these hormones going. Th- I remember being a teen, you yeah, know, well, and, and it's um, like, yeah. And, and it's like, also it's that, it's that it's, it's kind of the, it's, it's kind of the dare problem, but like right. take it to a much you know, more extreme degree. Yeah, for, you you for, make something taboo and you want it more. Yeah, exactly. And 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 also when when you're when what you're teaching about the thing is is full of incomplete or misinformation, yeah. then um and you, you, know. you can't put it all on the same level either. Like like drugs. Like you can't put cocaine in the same level of marijuana. Yeah. And you can't put consensual sex in the same level of rape. But when you say that all abstinence is wrong and the moment that you have sex, you are impure, what you're doing is that you're shaming kids who have had, you know, a wide variety of of sexual encounters, some of them not consensual. And you're making them feel bad about those things happening, which makes them not want to come forward and be forthright about it. Yeah. Um, And you're also removing them. You're not giving them the tools to protect themselves from from pregnancy and 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 disease and all that. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I I think that's that's the bigger issue is that like, yeah, when when your information is incomplete and when you're not conveying the full picture and you're not being frank, like it, it means that. Yeah, you're that that all of a sudden you have this popular that the, like you're you're bringing up a generation of people who just are don't have the tools to cope with like the truth about their bodies and about how they are developing and the urges that they are having and that's going to lead to just you know yeah you can't you can't count on them to just trust that like if you if the only thing you tell them is don't have sex that. Yeah. that like yeah, like you've got to give them the tools. You got to help yeah. them to understand, like the consequences. This is, this, of sex. Yeah, th- this is what's going to happen. This is how you can be safe. This mm-hmm. is, you know, like the the these are alternatives. Like you know, it's just like yeah. So I remember in uh, the one of the abstinence only um, auditorium events, I guess, like uh, assemblies. One of the abstinence only assemblies that we had in high school. Um, the guy who who taught it used the analogy of the toothbrush, which is uh, a terrible analogy. Uh, he said that you know, uh, would you rather brush your teeth with a with a brand new toothbrush or with s- someone else's used toothbrush? Jesus. And he basically was implying that that girls who aren't virgins are dirty like an unused toothbrush, and that's always struck me as very demeaning towards women um and i'm like why why is is it that religious fundamentalism is so 
obsessed, first of all, with female sexuality, but not just policing female sexuality, but like putting it down like yeah. so much. Like what? It, it can't just be like, do they do they have a vendetta against Eve or something? <laughs> like what? It can't just be that, right? Like, uh, well, also like, I mean, the dude. Motherfuckers mixing up his metaphors here because toothbrushes are more phallic than there. There's more resemblance to the phallus than to the chalice. So <laughs> I'm just are. saying, like, let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, the toothbrush is a dick. Guys, we're all brushing our teeth with dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Um. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, and 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 maybe that's something that I wish the film explored a little more. Yeah. Is it, because I think a big part of it is that like we obviously just through experience and and just you know broader knowledge we you know we 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 we're we're pretty you know we're 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 pretty on the same page about how you know sexually repressive you know social mores. Are, are are especially are especially um, egregious in 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 the in the way that 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 those those mores come down on women. It's, mm-hmm. It is much more about the control of women's right. bodies it's all about than control. anything. Because mm-hmm. obvious, because again, time and time again, there's just this sensibility that like men can't help themselves. Boys will be boys, while women, while while the onus has always been placed on women to be virtuous mm-hmm. and to and to reject advances. And and if you don't, or if you know, if if you are raped, then it is your fault. So I I think that like maybe that's part of what. I'm finding missing from the yeah, film. Yeah, I agree. And especially in terms of like trying to make that connection between like this broader idea of rape culture. Right. And also the fact that like there is a that there is a deeply misogynistic undercurrent to um to uh like, you know, fundamentalist religious sexual I agree. repression. So I- maybe maybe that's maybe that's part of what I'm still having trouble reckoning with among many, yeah. many other things. Again, this movie needs to be watched like at least five right. times. Cause I agree with you. A because lot going I agree on with there. you. The movie deals with the violence issue, but not with the control issue really. Yeah. So I uh, yeah. just, hints and, at and yeah. Issue. And, and again, because I think like I'm trying to figure out like what it, like, like what is, what is, what is her moment of agency? Mm-hmm. Is it, her having sex with Ryan? Is it her, you know, getting revenge on Brad? Is it her just leaving it all behind mm-hmm. and just kind of that promise that, you know, any any other person who tries to have their way with her will will be justly paid Get back shot. for it? Like, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this discussion. Uh, final thoughts. Teeth. Did you think that it was a bad movie? So-so movie? Good movie? Great movie? What do you fall? I thought it was good. I, I, I thought it was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, I'm... Yeah, uh, obviously... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still unpacking it in a very real way. There's a lot and, to unpack, and and there is a lot to unpack. But um, but I think like the uh, just like on a filmmaking level, I think it's it's very very smartly made. I think that like it it really is bringing a lot of very interesting ideas to the table. Um, I I I yeah, it's it's one that's definitely gonna sit with me and and that i know i'm i'm gonna revisit just because um 
yeah, there's a lot of really interesting. I think that's a mark of a, of a successful movie is if it leaves you thinking, you know. Yeah. And this movie definitely leaves you thinking. Yeah, that, um, that's the thing. It's like, and 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 like again, it's like I, and and especially because it's like I, I I'm not sure where I come down on it, but I'm certainly not indifferent to it. You know right. what I mean? It's like I, I think it. like I, I I feel like there there are important there are important things that that the filmmakers want to say mm-hmm. and there are important things that I think the film can be saying and and I'm just still trying to reckon with how much distance right. there is between those two things. Uh, I think that that's an issue that, that really stems up for many satires, like how successful is it in the satire? Um, uh, for me personally, I think it's a good movie. I agree with you. I, I don't think that it's a great movie, but I do think that it's a very good movie. I, I, it's well made, it's well acted, um, and I think that the story uh, is quite strong, even though um, it, it might miss, it doesn't miss the mark, but it misses the reach, which is, I think, what we're both, what you're especially struggling with, but what we're both struggling with. And I feel like the ideas are there, like there's an A idea and a, and a C idea, but we need the bridge, the B bridge, to kind of connect it there, and it doesn't quite reach the other side in a clean fashion, you know? We don't get that connection, that fully connected idea. But it's all there! That's the thing, like, all of the ideas are there. It's just not connected, and... And I would, I would have really liked to have seen, like maybe, uh, like like you like you were um, talking about, maybe a a, a more clear um, point of pivoting in her agency of when she decides to take control. Like maybe that would have been stronger. And again, like maybe fleshing out Brad's character a little more, so that we can have an emotional catharsis along with the um, the physical catharsis that we get. Um, maybe it would have been a little bit stronger to, I don't know, like give, give a little more context to the whole like fundamentalist group that she's belonging to. Like, who are these people and why do they care so much about controlling women? And why is this community so obsessed with this? Why are they, why are they banning the image of the vagina in sex ed class? You know, maybe like getting that larger context of what type of community this is would have given us, you know, more of, of those of those bridges. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, and it's like, uh, like, I don't I don't need them to necessarily like paint like an outrageous picture right. or anything like that. And, and it's like it's it's very interesting because like it's it's. Like, I, I appreciate the film's kind of subtlety that like mm-hmm. it, it only gives you just enough information to show how baked into like this right. community these principles are with like just how like even um, even uh, Dawn's parents communicate with her and right. they talk about how she is a gift like mm-hmm. they're a blessing there's yeah a blessing yeah but um, yeah so so yeah and that's the thing it's like there yeah there's a lot there's a lot that maybe could have been done differently, but like, yeah, it's just it, it all depends on yeah what that what that yeah what that idea is. And, maybe and, and, maybe and, there is no way to improve it. Maybe that's it. Maybe this is just a big idea movie, and you're just left with all these questions that you have to then grapple with on your own. Yeah, which, which you know, hey, that that's 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 a valid approach. Yeah, start too. the conversation. All right, well, that brings us to the end of another episode of uh, GSV, Gratuitous Sex and Violence. Thank you for watching Teeth with me, Ned. 
a genuine pleasure. I hope that you join me next time for another schlocky movie masterpiece. And we hope that you guys join us again. Um, now, until then, don't play with yourself. Watch some movies. <laughs> I hope we're going to have some gratuitous sex and violence. You guys always bring me the very best violence. No relationship. No emotion. Just sex. Just you guys always bring the very best part.